0: Welcome to the Three P's of Cancer podcast, where we'll discuss prevention, preparedness, and progress in cancer treatments and research. Brought to you by the University of Michigan Rogel Cancer Center. I'm Scott Redding. We're here with Dr. Larry Yan, co-director of the University of Michigan Center for Health Communications Research, to talk about a new tool to help people in the prevention of cancer and to live healthier lives. A little bit about Larry. Along with being the co-director of the Center for Health Communications Research, he is also the scientific director of the Cancer Survivorship Program. He and his center work on understanding how improving communication and the way in which people find and use information impacts people's health. This is important in terms of preventing cancer, making sure cancer patients get the right treatment, and helping to support cancer patients and families during their treatment and into survivorship. He is particularly interested in how changes in the way in which we get information, like the internet and smartphones, can be used to improve health and healthcare. Welcome, Larry. Can you give us a little background on what exactly the Center for Health Communications Research is and its role in cancer care?
1: Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here and have a chance to talk about the center and the work that we do with the Cancer Center. So the Center for Health Communications Research has been around for about 20 years. We were founded by Victor Strecker in the School of Public Health, and we really built around the notion of tailored and personalized health communication. I think we all know in this modern day and age, there's way too much information out there for us to sort of find and use in a meaningful way. It can be really quite overwhelming at times. So what we try to do is learn something about the individual. um, What information do they need to know? uh, What are their concerns? Uh, What are the resources? Where might they need additional resources? And then after we learn about the individual, we can put together, through this process that we call tailoring, uh, a personalized message for them. It just addresses their specific needs and concerns. Because it's personalized for them, it's more valuable. Because it's more valuable, people tend to pay more attention to it, and they can get the information they need in less time. And because of that, it's really uh, shown to be effective in improving people's choices in terms of their lifestyles or cancer screening, Uh, in improving decision-making around cancer treatments, and improving support um, during cancer care. So that's broadly the work that we do.
0: So I know we're going to talk about one specific uh, tool right now, but have there been other avenues uh, that you've done some research around as it relates to um, helping uh, cancer patients and and other healthcare patients?
1: Yeah, so um, I I won't speak for myself, but I'll speak broadly for the center. As I mentioned, the center's been around uh, for about 20 years, Uh, Just uh, this past year, we completed our 200th program, Uh, so we've been doing this work for quite some time. Even though we do work with technology, we're very much uh, coming from the notion that in order to use technology the right way, you really have to understand people and what people need, right? The mistake is to design programs around the latest, coolest technology. The more we understand people, the better job we can do developing programs that are useful for them, right?
0: Well, you talked about um, understanding people. And so is that kind of how this Tips for Health came about?
1: Yeah. So the Tips for Health program is really designed um, as a way to help people lead healthier lifestyles. And the really exciting thing about this program is we're doing this work here at the University of Michigan through the Comprehensive Cancer Center, but we're also partnering with the National Cancer Institute. So the National Cancer Institute has spent a lot of Uh, effort and resources developing um, text messaging-based programs that help people lead healthier lifestyle, whether that's stopping smoking, uh, improving their diet, increasing their physical activity. We've partnered with them to sort of um, develop a local Michigan version of those programs, uh, and then we're rolling them out to people in our communities um, and who work at the University of Michigan um, and uh, get care at the Cancer Center.
0: So uh, it sounds like this is a text-based uh, a- application, or is it a phone app, or how how, how exactly does someone does access it? Work? Yeah,
1: yeah. So the way the the program itself is text-based, and there's some reasons for that. Right. Um, the reasons it's text-based is we wanted it to be broadly available to all people. Right. Um, we know that uh, increasingly there's been a shift out in the world. I mean, you and I are probably uh, remember the day when you had landlines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, So now people are carrying phones around in their pockets uh, and they're able to do so many different things on those phones. And one of the things that people do very commonly is they message and they use text messaging. We wanted to be able to use that as a channel to support healthier lifestyles. And we're doing that in partnership with the
0: National Cancer Institute. It's text-based. So how exactly does Tips for Health work?
1: Yeah, so people are able to sign up through the program a lot of different ways. Um, if they, we can get you our text number, uh, and people can text the number to sign up. Uh, another way they can sign up, we have a Tips for Health website that people can go to, input their information, including their cell phone number, and pick the program that they might want to be a part of. But after they've signed up, then the program goes forward um, interacting uh, through text messaging.
0: So uh, you had mentioned that this is actually a uh, part of a larger initiative through the NCI, National Cancer Institute, Um, do I have to be in Ann Arbor or Michigan to utilize tips for health, or could I be uh, in Ohio or South Carolina somewhere to be able to access it?
1: I think technically people could access it from anywhere, but we're really trying to roll out Tips for Health, and we develop with an eye towards engaging the community. And we can talk more about that. Um, So a lot of the promotions, a lot of the engagement, it was we're finding partners in the community work with in terms of promoting the program. So, for example, uh, we're working through, there's the Cancer Center has a community engagement program called Body and Soul, uh, where they engage with African-American churches in um, the local community. Uh, And we're working with that program uh, to introduce the Tips for Health program currently and and we have some really exciting i think plans going forward uh where we're going to be even more engaging uh where we're going to actually ask members of the community to help us write and update these programs wow
0: that sounds uh really interesting and great to be able to engage the community in how something like this might move forward
1: yeah i mean that's what we're finding is that um you know it the important thing is that in this age of technology uh, that we maintain those human connections and relationships, right? And th- that's one way of doing it.
0: Can you describe a little bit more in detail about, um, you know, what it is, what what, it, uh, what the tool does, and and the elements that make it up?
1: Yeah, so what we've really tried to do is create a program that is helpful to people but not burdensome and is easy for people to use. So each of the programs, say the physical activity program or the nutrition program, they're six-week-long programs. What people do every week is they set a goal, Right. And we know that, you know, I know this too, right? Trying to change your choices and lifestyle, that can be daunting and overwhelming at times. So we've really tried to make it simple and easy for people so they can set simple goals. So for example, uh, there's a weekly goal that you would set each week going through these programs, and they're what we like to think of sort of as simple and attainable. So for example, physical activity might be uh, trying to increase your activity by even five or 10 more minutes per day, you know, taking an extra walk, trying to sit less often, right? Right. Um, Trying to maybe spend a little bit less time in front of a TV and computer screen. So people are able to set those kind of goals and then they get encouraging messages and support over the course of the week uh, in terms of their progress toward those goals. We check in at the end of the week. How did that goal go for them? And then they set a new goal for the upcoming week. And that repeats itself over the six week period around nutrition, Mm -hmm. where it's um, also trying to break it down into simple goals, whether that's um, trying to find healthier snacks, avoiding Um, sugar-sweetened beverages, which can be a a real killer in terms of your weight and your waistline um, and your health, unfortunately, Um, those sorts of things where people can set simple concrete goals and and make uh, progress toward those goals. So we've tried to develop in that way. What we're finding um, is that people really love the program. Uh, We're getting great um, response and continued use of the program. and, And a lot of people are actually telling us that it's making a difference in terms of their life.
0: Great. And then do they get, uh, you know, I said they, they kind of give an update at the end of the week of where they're at, but uh-huh. do they get any kind of feedback um, around those, those goals and where they are from, the, from our end outside of just, um, uh, you know, like a text message back in from an encouragement standpoint? or
1: Right now it's mainly encouragement, but these are the types of things we want to work on with the communities building these more encouraging messages, right? And we think it'll be really exciting If those messages are written by real people who've used the programs uh, rather than people like you or me that work in offices somewhere.
0: And then, so you you highlighted two, um, exercise and nutrition. Are there uh, any uh, additional ones currently or in the future? Yeah, so we have
1: um, a stop smoking program as well. Not that many people have signed up for that one so far. Um, And then, coming over the next uh, couple months, Is going to be a uh, program to help people with cancer screening and prevention. This particular program is going to be to help people sort of follow through on decisions to have screening for colorectal cancer. We know that's a really important cancer. We know that screening is a very effective strategy in terms of reducing um, the risk of cancer. Uh, And many people think they should do it, but then sometimes it's hard to follow through on what we think we should do. So the program is built to help. People follow through on those decisions.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it probably won't take away the prep though, will it?
1: Um, it does not take away the prep, though it does help people consider what the different options are for the prep uh, and hopefully pick one that's right for them because there are some different options.
0: So outside of the potential future module, um, and obviously nutrition, exercise, uh, stopping smoking is a Are all preventive measures for cancer. Um, But they also seem like just kind of general, any health related uh, good things to be doing. Sure. Um, Is there research behind why we focused on these areas or why this was a focus or um, with cancer could also be used towards heart uh, prevention, you know, heart care prevention or other kind of disease prevention?
1: Yeah, so um, this is where we we like to think, or I like to think this is a win win right? Because our work is with the Cancer Center uh, and uh, we're partnering with the National Cancer Institute in this work. But you're exactly right. Those things that are good in terms of your health that reduce your risk of cancer also have benefits in terms of reducing the risk of heart disease. The reason we pick these behaviors, particularly in stopping smoking, healthy eating, increasing physical activity, uh, is we know that about half of all cancers are actually caused by people's choices in terms of their lifestyle right? And so we want to be able to make a difference there in terms of helping reduce the development of cancer. We also know that, you know, after people have had cancer, that these healthy lifestyles are decisions are really important in terms of recovering and being healthy after cancer and reducing the risk of getting another cancer as well, right? So that's why we pick them. In terms of the strategies and, and what's built into these programs, uh, we know both from these programs and from uh, research and experience in general, there's a couple things that people need to be successful changing their behaviors, right? First, they have to have the capacity. They have to be able to do it, right? They have to be motivated. They want have to want to do it, right? Uh, and then they have to have the opportunity. They have to have the right things around them, whether it's the physical environment or the social environment that really supports that behavior change, right? Uh, unfortunately, we can't change the physical and social environment, but hopefully we can help people be a little bit more able, a little bit more motivated to be successful in their changes.
0: You know, it sounds like this is good for anyone to to um, be able to access and use um, for various other reasons you just said, um, but are there maybe specific um, populations or specific um, age range or specific people that might benefit more from uh, adding, ac- accessing this tool? Right. So um, I, th- I think you are right on both counts, right? So uh,
1: you're right in the sense that this is probably something that's good for everybody. Uh, and we really wanted to build it to be accessible to anybody. So for people that are out there near a computer or on their phone, uh, they can Google tips for health. The four is the number four, tips for health, and they should be able to find the program uh, and look at the different options and choose one if they want to give it a try. So I really encourage people to do that. In terms of other special populations, we know that, um, you know, unfortunately the world is not fair, right? Some people have more or less advantage in the world. And unfortunately people who you know, oftentimes have less advantage, have more struggles or more problems with some of these health issues in terms of, you know, it's harder to um, quit smoking. It's harder to uh, eat healthy. It's harder to find the time or opportunity of physical activity if you live in a more challenging environment or situation. So I think we really took this text messaging based approach because we wanted to think of a way that we could offer services to people without needing them to have to sort of go up uh, get up and and go into a club, or get up and join with a membership somewhere. Um, and so we really wanted to make it accessible for people in that way.
0: So this has been very enlightening, and and knowing that some of the direction that is being used to to help um, patients, um, and hopefully not future patients, but you know maybe for that prevention aspect. Right. Um, but you know, if if we were to do a a wrap up of key points to remember. What, what would those be as it relates to uh, Tips for Health and, and prevention in general around um, certain health issues? Right. So the, the
1: big thing to remember, this is something that can you can use on your phone, um, that you can sign up by going to tipsforhealth.org, tipsforhealth.org. Uh, and it'll help you make uh, small changes throughout your day uh, that can help you um, stop smoking, have you um, eat more healthy, have you be more physically active, right? Uh, and it's for everybody to use. Uh, and you know, we've had over almost 1,000 people using it so far. Uh, and people are reporting great success. About 70% of people are reporting they're be- being more physically active or improving their diets after they use the program. So really encourage people to give it a try, give us their feedback on use of the program, and we look forward to uh, reaching out and finding more community partners to work with in terms of uh, getting the word out.
0: And, you know, I I know you mentioned briefly about, um, if I could ask one more quick question before we wrap up, you know, about adding um, in the coming months a future uh, colorectal screening um, portion. Are there other... Um, areas, too, that may be down the road um, that you might be looking at, or when you start to work with the community, you might be asking them what they might be looking to, to find useful?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be that approach. Uh, we do know that the National Cancer Institute's developing uh, a text messaging program for weight loss, so I think that might be popular in the community as well. Um, so it'll be it'll be a, a back-and-forth conversation, as all good communication should be.
0: Well, great. Well, um, you know, thanks for the time, and, you know, um, we can just remind people that Go to tipsforhealth.org uh, for more information, to sign up, and keep an eye on it for future uh, modules.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening. And tell us what you think of this podcast by rating and reviewing us. If you have suggestions for additional topics, you can send them to at med.umish.edu or message us on Twitter at cancer. You can continue to explore the three Ps of cancer by visiting rogocancercenter.org.